0: nothing but the words episode number 29 get feedback on your writing welcome to nothing but the words the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book now here's your host your author coach candace l davis Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candice L. Davis. This week, I started working with a coaching client who has already written about 70% of her next book. She's already written a book before. This will be her second one. We have worked together in the past, and I really love working with her, so I was excited to hear from her again. She reached out for author coaching because she wants verification that she's on the right track she wisely made it very clear that she's not looking for validation. She doesn't need validation from me. What she meant was that she doesn't need anyone including me, to declare her and her book worthy. She doesn't need personal validation. She doesn't need professional validation. She knows her worth and she recognizes the value of her experience and her ideas. She just needs a professional to verify that the structure of her book is sound, the ideas flow, the concepts are well communicated, the stories are well told. That attitude, a willingness to learn and grow, is what makes it I will say easy. Maybe for her, it's not easy, but she makes it look easy. It's what makes it easy for her to receive constructive feedback and apply it to her book. Now, if you're publishing with a traditional publisher, you will be assigned an editor and that editor is going to give you feedback on your book. Believe me, the publisher is invested in your book being a success. Any publisher who gives you an advance on your book is gambling on the idea that your book will sell, that readers will want it, that it will make them money. And so their editor is there to help you make the book the best it can be. And I'm not talking about um, the copy editor, which is also going to be an important part of the process. The book editor assigned to your book typically the person who purchases your book is going to give you feedback on what you produce. And that's a great thing. If you work with a great editor, there's nothing like it. It's just a really wonderful process because you have someone who's on your team and really there to help you make your book the best it can be. But if you're self-publishing, how do you get feedback on your work? What should you do? With the feedback you get. It didn't come from someone who's invested in your book necessarily, right? So what should you do with it? And how do you know what feedback, especially of the constructive variety, to take seriously and apply and what to sort of just disregard and discard? So let's take that Last question first, because it's really an important one. How do you know what feedback really has value for you and what feedback is just a difference of opinion? Just because someone reads your book, even if it's a professional, they may not agree with the way you phrase something. They may not like the way you tell a story. doesn't mean that what you did was wrong or even that it needs to be improved, right? Because it may just be a difference of opinion. So how do you know? Well, constructive feedback has value when it comes from someone whose opinion or whose expertise you actually trust. So if you've paid an experienced author coach or an experienced editor for feedback, you should take it seriously. That being said, do your research before you hire an author coach or before you hire an editor so that you know you're getting someone whose opinion you can take seriously. That does not mean that you're going to make every change this person suggests. It does mean that you will honor the work that she puts into reviewing your content by considering the suggestions. You'll take them seriously because you trust that she takes her job seriously. Feedback also has value when it comes from your intended audience. So I often recommend that my clients, especially first-time authors, send their finished manuscripts before they go to editing, send the finished manuscripts to beta readers. So you should have a beginning, a middle, and an end before you get to the step of the process. Your book should be as complete and as well-written as you can make it without going to editing first. So beta readers are people who volunteer. They don't get paid for this necessarily, although it is lovely to reward them with a copy of your book or a mention in your book, something of that nature. But they volunteer to read over your work and give you feedback. They are not necessarily authors and they don't need to be. They're not editors or professionals in the publishing industry and they don't need to be. They are people in your intended audience the people who you would want to read your book. They can give you their response to your book from the point of view of the people you want to sell your book to. So if you send your science fiction novel to a beta reader who only reads political biographies, for example, then you might not get the kind of feedback that can be particularly helpful for you because this person doesn't read in your genre. So take feedback from people in your intended audience. Your beta readers should be people who read books and people who read in the same genre that your book is written in. Feedback also has value when the same feedback comes from multiple sources. So if all of your beta readers think your book needs a stronger ending, for example, there might be something to that. Take it seriously if three out of three people who you sent your book to and who you trust as readers think that you need to add a stronger conclusion to your book. If after you publish your book, three out of five reviewers think your book is great, but they take off one star because they wanted more stories, then consider that, yes, this book is written, but you might want to include more stories in your next book if it's of a similar type. Just know that if there are multiple people telling you the same thing, doesn't mean they're they're necessarily right. They could all be from the wrong audience. <laughs> Generally not the case, though. If there are multiple people telling you the same thing, giving you the same constructive feedback, it's something you should seriously consider. Always consider the source of your feedback. When I first started studying writing, I took a creative writing course at a local community college in Orange County, California, where I was living at the time. And as students in the class, we all gave feedback on each other's work every week. There was one young guy who hated my work. He just hated it. Every week he had something negative to say. He never had, he couldn't find one positive thing to say about my writing. Usually what he wanted to say was that he didn't like that my protagonist was a child. So, okay, fine. He doesn't want to read a book written from a child's point of view. That doesn't mean that I need to change my book based on his feedback. Number one, he was a new writer, just like I was. Number two, his writing wasn't all that great. Number three, the professor didn't agree with him on that particular point, and neither did anyone else in the class. So I pretty much disregarded his feedback. Now, don't get me wrong, I was a new writer, and my writing definitely needed development at that point, but there's nothing wrong with having a child protagonist in a novel. This guy wasn't an expert, and I I did not value his opinion. He wasn't my intended audience and he hadn't demonstrated any level of expertise. The rest of the class, including the teacher who was the expert, didn't agree with him on this point. I disregarded everything he had to say, not just his point on The protagonist, but at some point I just came to not respect his opinion and I was able to just ignore his feedback. So get your feedback from trusted sources, from your intended audience, from experts, and when in doubt, from more than one person if you find that to be necessary. So what should you do with the constructive feedback you receive? The first thing you need to do is get out of your feelings. Seriously, if you have invested months or even years in writing your book Even the smallest criticism can hurt your feelings. Trust me, I have been there. In a writing workshop, I once wrote this very dramatic scene. It was a novel and I wrote this dramatic scene. I put all my dramatic effort into it and I felt like, oh, people are going to be moved by this scene. And when I read it in the workshop, everybody laughed. They thought it was hilarious. (laughs) So... And obviously it was hilarious, although that wasn't my intention. And I needed that feedback, right? Because I didn't want to put the book out into the world, producing an end result, which was the opposite of what I wanted to create. But it did hurt my feelings when I initially got that feedback. It's like someone telling you your newborn baby looks like a little old man and she's a girl. It hurts your feelings. So let it hurt and then take a step back. If you trust the source, you still need to assess the feedback. Will it make a material difference to your book if you implement that feedback? Some changes you just aren't going to make regardless of who they come from. They won't make sense for you. They won't make sense for your vision for your book. And that's okay. So, for example, if you intentionally wrote a short book and the expert suggests that you should double the word count, that's a no you wanted to write a short book. Other changes are an obvious yes. If you changed your philosophy halfway through the book, then yeah, you need to fix that. Other feedback you might not be so sure about. In that case, you can always get a second opinion, especially if you haven't checked with an expert yet, with a professional. But before you do that, I suggest you try out the feedback. Try implementing the suggestion. Just seeing it on the page could make the difference for you. It could help you make the decision as to whether or not this is a good change for you to make. Finally, let's tackle the question I started with. As a self-published author, how can you get feedback on your writing? Well, I absolutely recommend author coaching. You won't be surprised to hear. It's what I do, and I do it because I really believe in it. It's a great way to get feedback as you're writing your book. I also offer content review, so you can get feedback on your entire manuscript if you've already finished writing it. You can find out more about my one-on-one coaching and review services at CandiceLDavis.com forward slash author services. But I also highly recommend writer's workshops. The best feedback I've gotten as I learned to write like a professional came from participating consistently in writers workshops. The important thing there was that the workshop leader was really great, not only as a writer, and I work with several different ones. I'm thinking of one in particular, but they were all fantastic in their own ways. The workshop leader was really great as a writer, but also at giving constructive feedback. She could easily identify what you were doing well, what your strengths were. She could identify what your weaknesses were and how you could shore those up or make up for them in some way. And she ran a very organized and structured workshop. She also had taken the time to curate the members of the workshop. So she had chosen people who had all achieved a similar level of proficiency in our writing. She had chosen people who had something to contribute and were willing to give feedback without they didn't come there with selfish motives they came to the workshop yes to benefit themselves but also because they wanted to help everyone else everyone there had something to contribute i also recommend writing classes especially if you're at the beginning of your journey if you're a new writer, if you know you haven't yet developed the strongest writing skills in the world, maybe you were a great writer in high school and college and you just haven't been using those skills in a while. A writing class can really help you get those basics in check and give you some constructive feedback so you can get better really quickly. If you're with a lot of new writers though, they might not be able to give you the best feedback in class, but that's okay because a great teacher can make up for that. A great teacher can give you all the feedback you need as a beginner. You can find those kinds of classes at community colleges you can find them tons of places online now so they are readily available for you and an and a good resource for you to be able to get feedback on your writing there is no way to become a strong writer or to write a great book that will make a difference for you for your business and for your readers without getting feedback without learning from constructive feedback without being willing to apply constructive feedback that's how we grow It's how we create our best work. It's how we publish books we can be proud of even years from now when we look back on our writing and on our body of work. Be open to receiving constructive feedback from the right sources. Decide what it's worth and apply what makes sense to apply. Learn from it. And as a footnote to this whole episode, this episode has been about constructive feedback and why it's important, and it very much is. But if you want to grow as a writer, you also need to be willing and able to accept and apply positive feedback. That can make a huge difference for you as well, but that's a topic for another episode. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate a great review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Reviews aren't just warm and fuzzies, although they are that. They also are a great way to help people, more listeners, find the show and help me reach my goal of helping many, many more people write world-class books. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis, and I'll see you next time.